If you are someone like me, who just cannot start their day without a cup of coffee, check out Strava Craft Coffee. Once I started drinking Strava Craft Coffee, honestly, I will never go back to Starbucks coffee. I will never go back to any other type of coffee because it's, first off, great coffee, but you also get the CBD component. You get just a jolt of CBD every single morning when you wake up as well. You can subscribe now and save 20% with a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. And a subscription from Strava Craft Coffee is awesome. You can get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. So you're always stocked seven days a week, 365 days a year, and you can get 20% off any product you are subscribing to with that code DNVR20. Check out Strava Craft Coffee today, jam-packed with CBD for those maniacal coffee drinkers out there like myself. There's a better alternative out there. You don't have to spend $5 at Starbucks every day. You can get a subscription to Strava Craft Coffee. Check it out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Friday vibes. Ride these Friday vibes. Actually, this is like the opposite of the mood I'm in today. <laughs> this is not at all my mood. You are it's testy Colorado today. Local. You yeah. are testy. Um, I would call it feisty. I would call it feisty. I'm straight up ready to fight. Ready to fight. Really? Half the people in my company. Yeah. But, you, but yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a testy mood today. You You're probably ready to fight me. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm ready to fight all of them. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome into a casual Friday edition of the, the DNBA show. Lasers, lasers. It's been a long week. That's freaking, freaking day. It's been a long week. Um, but today is going to be a lot of fun. We always do this. Casual Friday is always a, always a good one. Um, we got some fun stuff for you. <laughs> Eric, you joined the show. Like you joined, the, you didn't show from prep. You're, you've been here for thirty seconds here. It's delight. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, I've heard this song before, and it triggers me every goddamn time I hear it. <laughs> good. If I'm going to have a bad day, you're going to have a bad day too. Everybody's having a bad day. I'm also joined by a man who's incapable of having a bad day in that shirt watermelon shirt ready to vote it's true this is my good vibe shirt i'm feeling it guys i got a uh, good vibes heading into free agency Ooh, i like it we need to the world needs good vibes i'm sending out too many bad all right i'm over it i'm over it i'm back into good there we go day. all Love right to see. and then uh i got the man in all black here harrison lind if anyone gets in that in and out line this weekend i will I will physically come down there and remove you from your vehicle. Man, I'm not going to stand for it. You're I'm not going to stand That's for right. it. That's right. That's right. Get out of here. All these idiots, man. The absolute idiots. That's right. That's what I called you. Uh, Unless you're a subscriber. Unless you're a subscriber. Thank you, you for your money. weird choice and we accept this weird choice. Our subscribers would never, would never <laughs> even think about it. <laughs> so, guys, we have uh, some interesting stuff today. A little well, hold later. on. I don't, get, I don't get an official intro. Just I gave I you one. It's because I flamed your, your GD music. Oh, I started with you. I started with <laughs> you. Didn't it use was my about name. you not showing up for prep and just showing up yeah, at, uh, at the opening you tip. You didn't use my name. You just called me you, and you just accused me of things. <laughs> you, you are just reaping. I can't believe. So. Hold on. I cannot believe your level of outrage for In and Out. This is uh, your level of outrage is bringing outrage to me. I am outraged at you with your ridiculous level of outrage. Wind, I'm going to go get in that goddamn line. I'll wait as long as it takes. I'll get a burger. You can come and take me from my car. You can prime my in and out, in and out, my cold dead hands. I hope it's the worst in and out you could possibly ever. You're like, oh my god, this is terrible. It's not at all like the. 
Yeah. That'll, that's By the time you get out of that parking lot, that food will be cold in your dead hands. <laughs> Listen, I don't. I would never get in that line, but I, the, the level of outrage that I'm hearing about it makes me want to test those waters. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on from that, though. That's that downer. Because today is the start of free agency. A lot of stuff's going to happen, I hope. Um, Jeremy Grant on the docket. I think he's line item number one for the Denver Nuggets. So we're going to talk about free agency. We're also going to talk about the brightest timeline, which I'm very excited about. We did a little bit yesterday, but we're we're gonna actually get into it today. What does that look like? And I and you can start setting us in the uh, in the group chat. You can. Um what do I say? Oh, yeah. You guys can um, start to, in the comments, tell us what does the brightest timeline actually look for you guys? What does the team look like under a brightest timeline? Um, but first, we're going to start where we start so often here in uh, Casual Friday. Whoa. By welcoming in Serbian oh correspondent. Yes, here. Serbian correspondent. Oh, it's a salute. It's a bit of a salute. It's the homie Miroslav, everybody. The homie Miroslav. <laughs> <laughs> Miroslav, I can't believe I'm not wearing my Nuggets Europe shirt. What's wrong with me? Yeah, what the uh, hell? I should go grab it. <laughs> Miroslav, what it's good you? to see you. Um, so, I, I know that uh, you are a diehard, you know, you love basketball, you love Serbian basketball, but you're not so much of a diehard that you will stay up late and watch the NBA draft for five hours. <laughs> so, Which is tell fair. me where the line is. I, it's understandable, I but... I feel like that's a die, that's a die early move. That's what that people who like you just die early in life if you deprive yourself of sleep. Watch that. Honestly, I didn't expect much of these drafts, and uh, I didn't get a lot. At, in the hindsight, I mean, it could be really good, but uh, for now, it's it's just uh, just a theoretical. You know, we will you see. Your mic cut out there for some reason. Yeah, something happened with your mic. But you're okay. I think I can hear you now. Um, yeah. I kind of disagree. I hate to disagree with Miroslav, but um, uh, I uh, feel like this was an interesting draft. Like, look, if, if they took Zeke Naji and that was the whole move, I do think it, and like it's not again. He might be a really good player. I'm just saying it wouldn't have been like spicy. Spicy. Fun. It wouldn't have been spicy. It'd have been like okay, they got a guy. We'll see if he turns out. But I thought the R.J. Hampton like trading up, getting R.J. Hampton. Now it just makes the like wow intrigue. The intrigue meter skyrocketed. Well, just also the fact that a kid contending team like the Nuggets spent two first round picks on guys in this draft, you know, like that's, that's pretty headline news. Two first rounders, like that's big time. So let me go to you, Miroslav. What do you make of it now that you've had a couple days to digest? You still feel like uh, you just don't really care about these guys right now. Maybe you'll care about them later. Yeah, I will. I will let uh, let them uh, uh, make me fall in love with them uh, in in the coming months for sure. Uh, the the re- the thing that's really really interesting at this point is that the, the Nuggets are so young at this point before yeah. we potentially get Millsap back or Plumley or Craig or whatever or Campazzo. So we will see. We will see about that. But right now we have a Western Conference contender that has the oldest guy at twenty nine and the second oldest at 26 so that's pretty awesome guys that's pretty awesome i don't i don't know what when was that happening last time there Probably always never. is like if one ever. or two vets and to be fair i think the guys that the nuggets 
should they bring back will be older players. I mean, I think there's a good chance that Paul Millsap comes back and he would as obviously a veteran player. Maybe they add one or two more guys, even if they just add a guy that's like, hey, we need to bring in a, um, Jared Dudley or something. I'm not saying it's him, but somebody like that where it's like, we just need to bring in some adults to, to come in. Not that Jokic and Murray haven't, they're young, but they've been in the league so long. They're basically vets now at this point. Um, so they do have some veterans on the team, but um, okay. So we the reason we want to have you on Miroslav is the Nuggets are rumored to be um, have mutual interest in. Let me give it, say if I'm doing this right, because this is a tough one here in English. Faku Compasso. Yeah. Okay. So guys, TNVR <laughs> is a big company. <laughs> okay. okay. You have an actual Italian in your team, mm-hmm. and you That's didn't true. consult Andrea Simone. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, Andrea yeah, Simone. Yeah, well, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. that's the in Argentine, though, right? Yeah, but but his name is Italian. Right, right, right. It's Facundo Campazzo. Oh. <laughs> well, I can't I, I can't say it with that much uh, that much gusto. <laughs> Let me hear the music. Right. Facundo Campazzo. Facundo Campazzo. Campazzo. Facundo Campazzo. Don't you remember that from uh, Inglorious Bastards? Let me hear the music in it. <laughs> it's true. We should bring up. We should have a like a sound drop of Andre saying his name every time we need to say it. <laughs> say it yeah. All right. So tell me about him. I mean, I know from the notes that you sent me that there is a, a Serbian Argentinian Compazzo connection here, and it's not necessarily a great one. But just give me a you you know this guy for a, a couple different ways. Give me a rundown yeah, on him. Yeah, the, the reason why I'm so interested, well, I, I was was so interested in Compazzo uh, in the last couple of years is this rivalry between Serbia and and Argentina. And to be quite honest, this rivalry is only for the last two decades, not more than that, because before that, from 1970 to 2002, Yugoslavia was far superior team to Argentina, but <laughs> they, they weren't but, worth your time, your effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We we had Soviet Union, we had you know those United States guys, so they were pretty good. You know, but other than that, there were no really really great teams besides Yugoslavia back then. But but since 2002, since the arrival of Manu Ginobili yeah. and uh, Fabrizio Berto and Luis Cola, now the Argentinian team is really really good. Uh, at least I I wouldn't say that. The current team is super, uh, uh, um, super. Um, how to say a dream team? But they have a really, really great guy in Campazzo, and I will, I will elaborate that later. So, from 2002 to 2020, we had like six, seven meetings between Serbia and, and uh, Argentina. We had both teams had some really great wins. Serbia won the, the the match in 2002. I already spoke about that World Cup in 2002. That's actually the last Yugoslav gold medal right. in, in history. We are waiting for for the last 18 years for next next gold. This I, is why I love we are that Jokic nervous. can break two very long streaks. I mean, I'm not putting too much weight on his shoulders, but uh, he'll yeah. get done. Yeah, that's right. That's right. This is this is uh, how to say. This is the main thing for us uh, basketball diehards. You know, just to to have these Serbian guys really excel to the point where nobody can stop them on the international team. So Denver Nuggets that that occupies ninety percent of my of my time. But then there is that ten ten percent every year when the national team plays, and then nothing else matters. So yeah, that's that's the idea. So the Argentina. After that, won the the Olympic gold in 2004. They won the world gold as well. They yeah. had really, really good teams. 
one guy that was for all those years there was uh, uh, Luis Scola. I love Scola, course. man. Mm-hmm. I really yeah, he's like Scola. He's a good, yeah, very good player, man. Wonderful player. And last year when the World Cup was there in 2019, we had Luis Scola at the age of 39 playing against sure. Serbia. And the only real star next to him was Facundo Campazzo. Campazzo. I, was, I was completely sure that Serbia will run them over because Serbia had a really, really good team with Jokic, with Bogdanovic, with Bjelica, with Boban, right. with, uh, with uh, many other stars playing in Europe. And Argentina really had those two really good guys, one of them being really, really old. The game was pretty even for the first three quarters, but then the fourth quarter came and Campazzo just destroyed us completely. Can so this up, is Kale, you have the you want to go ahead and share screen here <coughs> and, and pull up. I hate to do this to you, Marisol, but we're as you oh, talk, I as love you to kind know. of describe I, I'm a grown up. Kill uh, also get a if you can get a video of uh, in and out to play right after this would oh, trigger God, every yeah, number just of, trigger uh, everyone here. <laughs> Yeah, this video is a little too choppy, I think. We're in some might not work. Yeah, we're in but it was just enough to let our server oh, friends go. relive the memory. So. Yeah, of course it is. Look, Look at that pull-up oh. game. Yeah. So it was a complete shock that we were stunned by a 5'11 uh, oh, tiny guy that and a oh. really, really, really old Luis Cola. Look at this thing. Ah! Composo yeah. has the like um, JJ Berea thing too, where it's not even like he's like. Sometimes the little guys are like super tiny, like Isaiah Thomas, super tiny. Like he's kind of like stocky almost. You know, like yeah. short arms. If Jokic was five a five eleven <laughs> point so guard, true. it would be Facundo Composo. Uh, right. In practice, they're just gonna like no one's gonna shoot. They're just gonna, like in scrimmages, they're just gonna pass to each other seventy consecutive man, times. I'm such a fan of Luis Scola, man. Big fan, big fan. Um, all right, so uh, are you? Is there something else we need to know? And also, just, are you excited about com- the idea of Composo coming in Denver? Like the big question I have is if he arrives, Denver has all these guards. The youth, if they let's assume for a second that everybody stays, right? Gary, Barton, Monte, Murray. Those are the four that have been in that rotation. Does Composo play? Is he backup? Is it awkward? Is there uncomfortableness? Well, I have a theory based on nothing. <laughs> so my theory is that perfect Campazzo, for the show, by the way. <laughs> Campazzo move might be might be the the leverage for the Nuggets uh, to to sign Monte Morris on the extension. Like like man, if you don't just sign this, we will just bring Campazzo in, and uh, we will have the backup point guard solve like that. And honestly. I think I think Campazzo is a better player than Monte Morris. Monte Morris Ooh. is. Wait, just what is that on the spice meter? Is That's that a spice really spicy. I don't. I wouldn't know. Listen, guys, he's he's a top star in Europe. He's uh, he's almost on the same level like Milos Teodosic was when he came to the NBA, and I I would say that Campazzo is a bit more uh, concentrated on on the mm-hmm. basketball aspect of of life. Comparing to Milos, Milos is a real, real wizard. But are we really? So I'm seeing. Man, I'm gonna have to stop you right there, Miroslav. Yeah, yeah, like put some freaking respect on Monte Morris's name. One of the better backup point guards in the NBA for the last couple of seasons, man. Also, sorry, some respect on his name. (laughs) What's that? I, I, I mean, I'm being serious about this. Like, I'm, I'm really curious because I saw this in your notes to me, and I was like, okay, but Monte, I feel like Monte's the disrespected nugget now, right? Like, Monte was. Playing in Europe, man. Like Shane Larkin, correct me if I'm wrong, Rosa. Shane Shane Larkin is 
uh, regarded as the best point guard in Europe, correct? Shane Larkin Shane, couldn't yeah. even Shane. Yeah, Shane Larkin's like a 13 or 14th man in the NBA. Man, yeah. Listen, uh, the thing about Monte is Monte is going to get paid. Yeah, that he's, part this is true. He is a lot younger than Campazzo. Campazzo will get the money that we, he will get now. That will not be too much. <laughs> and Monte might get much, you know, on the promise of, of further development. And I don't think the Nuggets can afford that. This is why I think they are uh, pivoting to this 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 side with with Campazzo because he is a proven player. They know what he is. There is no unknowns about him. Yes, he is. Uh, he is really small. He is smaller, even smaller than Monte. But he's a really good defender for his size. And uh, you, you've seen. You've seen. It won't matter in the NBA. <laughs> Yeah, those. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's correct. That that could be a real problem. You know, everybody can shoot over him. He's a really smart player. He's a smart defender. He might get, you know, a bit of uh, uh, leverage on that side. You know, just being a smart defender, being on the on the right spot every time. But yeah, I agree. He 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 can be shot over. But what sure. about the idea of these guys playing together? Because you know, all indications so far point to Denver wanting to pair these two. So that's a very small backup front court. Uh, obviously, maybe there will be some staggering here. I, don't, but, I think you can get away with that with the backups. But, I mean, so what do they? I, I agree, Adam. So so talk, like, what is that trade off in your mind, Miroslav? If you're getting a little smaller there, but now you've got two creators, maybe three in Barton. Could this bench generate a little more offense than we've seen in years past? Well, uh, Campazzo is really good playing off ball as well, so he he doesn't mind playing next to to uh, another point guard i would just like that that point guard would be bigger than monte to be honest i i could see him playing next to pj dozier really because pj is really long and he can guard a a bigger guard on the opposing team it's 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 tough it's tough it's really tough with those small players especially in today's nba this is not maxi box times anymore so (laughs) you really need you really need the but it is true Ice trays time. I mean, there's still like tiny little players that are still able to dominate the NBA. They will dominate. They were like the fourth worst record in the NBA this year. So, oh, dude, Trey Young, he dominated. He was scoring 50 points. Like, he, he, there's a whole rest of the team that also has to show up. Like Trey Young was not the problem with the the Falcons. I mean, uh, he kind of was. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, the maybe not. The Falcons. the Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons. He's really real Friday with the Hawks. So, with the Hawks. I get, before we get there, because today is free agency, and we are already seeing that. We say this every year, and it doesn't really set in until these things actually happen. But no team comes back the exact same. They always are some differences, and we're starting to see that. Like, I don't think Plumlee's coming back. Tory Craig, the qualifying offer, don't know about that one. You know, he's coming back. <clears throat> Those guys, I think people can accept. Even maybe a Paul Millsap, which makes me nervous if Denver were to lose him. But maybe Nuggets can't fans can accept that. But we start talking about Monte Morris, Gary Harris, Will Barton. Like these are names that it, it, it feels weird. Like if they're gone, it just it feels meaningfully different. Like the team is meaningfully different. Yeah. But I do wonder if. You get Composito, you got Monte, you know, maybe you want to hold on to him, maybe not. You got P.J. Dozier, you got Jamal Murray. Are Barton and Harris expendable? And first of all, actually, this is where I wanted to ask you. And I'll ask you this, Eric, since you're, you're you know, uh, you know, you wear the emotion on the sleeve. Monte or Gary Harris, which one, losing which one would feel weirder to you? Like the Nuggets lost a piece of their soul. Ooh. Um, that's tough because 
I personally have always referred to Gary Harris as Mr. Nugget. That's my right. name I've given him. Yeah, I and, like it. <laughs> and Monte Morris has professed a very real love for the city of Denver in this offseason. And he's proven himself to like really be the glue guy that um, you want. Like you want guys that like want to be here. And it's funny, like this whole offseason, which has been like a week and a half, it's been like full court, full court. Press on Monte's position. It's like we keep bringing in these guards. Monte keeps coming up, like as a, a conversation piece. Like, where does he go? Like, it's for some reason it's all falling squarely on him with all of this guard talk. So Monte um, and Gary both have got the disrespect over the years. Right? It is like, terrible. Like it Gary is terrible. Harris involved in every trade. Like, yeah, it's terrible. Um, I think it would feel worse to lose Gary just because he's mm. been here for so long. Um, but man, that's a that's a real that's a tough Sophie's choice, baby. I don't want I don't really want to make that decision. Vote, vote. I'm curious yours, and I want to put this one out there. Has any player embraced this Nuggets culture, team identity, and even city like Monte? I mean, no, really and that's what makes this tough. And I, Monte was already tweeting at the new draft picks. He wasted no time mm-hmm. getting right one. back into. His I think mon- the only one. That's what he does, man. Like I'm, I'm sure he's reached out to them already. I mean, he's just that kind of guy. He's got that sort of mayor of wherever he is. Feels <laughs> so tough. But, but Gary is the first plank of wood in this ship that so we're true. hoping will take us to the promised land for the so first true. time. And if you take that plank out, um, the ship might sail faster, but I don't think it's the same ship. Yeah. Um, it, 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 the other thing, so the other, I mean, the one thing to consider here is that like the trajectory of quality of play of those two players is sort of going in opposite. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh God. There's so many. Like Monte's getting better and Gary is like sort of on the decline, if not the plateau. So... You know. Harrison, I'm curious what you guys what you, what you think here, man. Oh man, I mean, Gary is Mr. Nugget, yes, but Monte is. I feel like he's chomping at Gary's yep. heels to take that title. He wants yep. it. He wants to be Mr. <laughs> he Nugget. Wants to be Mr. Nugget. Oh yeah. Look, the only reason we've talked about Monte so much and him potentially not being here is because Gary's under contract. And uh, Monte's up for an extension. And he's up for an extension during an offseason when Denver doesn't have a lot of excess money to throw around. And, you know, backup point guard just isn't something that a typical contender spends a ton of money on. Um, So that's why. And like as Vo was saying earlier, all the indications I've gotten are that them bringing on Campazzo, it's not a signal that they're definitely trading right, Monte right. Morris. It's not that. They still might, like depending on the extension and whatnot, but it's not like an automatic. I I love this comedy played with Quincy Miller and Jan Vesley's. So true. It goes way back. I, I, the reason I brought that up, though, is because I wonder if it does mean Denver's long-term plans, they feel like they can pivot away from Barton, away from Gary, or away from Monte. And you go really small if you get rid of Gary and, and especially Barton, yeah, and, and you ride with Monte and Campazzo. But, you know, you got P.J. Dozier there that adds some length who maybe makes – you start to just think about what combinations of players kind of makes the most sense. Maybe there. I'll be honest, guys. I just – I've said this for years. I don't like small point guards. I just don't. Monte Morris is like the perfect point guard, and he's one of maybe three point guards I like that are under six foot four, six foot five. So bringing – the idea that Campazzo can be better – I just I have a hard time with it, man. I have a really hard time with it. So, but we might see, and I'd be happy to be proven wrong. I just think it might make for a, a really a really strange and uncomfortable um, start to the season this year. Why don't we take a break though, and we Oof. come back? Let's let's start talking about some timeline stuff. 
Sound good? Let's do it. Let's do Sounds it. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. So, guys, we've had actually several. This is this is crazy that I'm even saying this in 2020. I never thought I would, but we've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. Like, I never thought in my lifetime I'd be referring people to a family dentist, but we have been, and you guys have been switching over to Green Mountain Dental Group. That's and it. we've gotten great feedback. Everybody loves their experience at Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, they're great people. They're great at what they do. They're a family business. And you guys can pick up a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group when you schedule a cleaning x-ray uh, and exam. So hit them up today, just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. A lot of the DNVR fam goes there. Uh, so uh, hit them up and make them your family dentist today. But also just want to remind you guys, if you're not a uh, DNVR member, I know we have a lot of people who just pop in on YouTube or Periscope and uh, just listen to the show on here. Uh, we have tons and tons of written content behind a paywall on thednvr.com. And like, this is the time to join up. We've got free agency starting tonight or uh, like late, later uh, today. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Later today. These next couple weeks are going to be wild and lead up to the season. We're going to be covering around the clock on thednvr.com behind the paywall. Uh, so sign up for a membership, sign up for an annual membership and use the promo code NUGGETS uh, when you do. I believe you get a free t-shirt when you sign up and it's a whole other side of DNVR, the podcast, the show. It's only part of what we do. So I uh, use promo code nuggets when you sign up uh, for that annual subscription, thednvr.com. <laughs> um, so I want to, we get ready here to head into free agency and we start to get some of these rumors. I pulled one up just a second ago. Apparently former Denver Nugget, Evan Fournier. Ooh, don't Google find, him. Don't, don't Google his Don't Google nickname, the last name. Trying to find his way to a team like the Clippers, Suns, or Nuggets. A return to Denver. So this one's interesting because when I hear this trade, I go, or this idea, I go, I don't know. Oh, that's the guy Denver needs. <laughs> like I like, I don't like Fournier, but I'm like, and I'm flattered, but I don't know. What, what, what do you think, Miroslav? Well, he's really long. He's like six eight, and he's a really really good shooter. One yeah. thing, one thing Denver really needs from the two guard position is defense, and I don't don't think we get a lot of defense from from uh, Evan Fournier. I really like the guy. I really like his. Uh, uh, his, uh, how to say, uh, French uh, background. But the uh, thing is, we, we really we, we really do need more defense on, on yeah. the two guard. I mean, he, he wouldn't be playing uh, in, in the second unit for sure. If he would, you know, if he would uh, play for like 8 million, why not? But I don't think that's in the cards. <laughs> like so, so many Mr. Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> also Mr. Nuggets. Is Mr. Nuggets just people on the bad teams? Anybody that played with Quincy Miller has to be confident. I feel like having watched Quincy Miller and Evan Fournier, I feel like I'm Mr. Nugget. So, uh, but Evan Fournier was another guy that like really, really loved Denver and like really, really wanted to be a part of it. Was like super heartbroken when he was traded, and it like broke my heart. He put on, 
social media. He was like frowning. Uh, and he, he like love. <laughs> I know. So I would listen. I want people that want me. This is I how know, I've, so this true. is how I've structured my entire romantic life. I just wait for <laughs> uh, I wait for women to make it clear to me that they're interested before, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is explains like the the you know the scarcity long, the extreme <laughs> scarcity the the the, 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 the bedpost that is noticeably unnotched um, <laughs> could be returned with no receipt no problem um but that you know like when people want me like i'm like yeah let's do this like let's bring it i want fournier i want monte morris anybody who declares a love for denver let mr nugget all of them bring them back rudy fernandez senor <laughs> let's go i'm a little confused by uh mr fournier's demands here he picks up his 17 million dollar right, right. option yeah, and it. then he says yes i want to go to a contender bro you could have just been a free agent like right. but you picked up your option now you're demanding a trade it was, it was kind of a one or the other th- thing dude contenders aren't probably going to give you 17 million dollars but somebody yeah, I, I can't i don't know the 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 you know if this is true or not but somebody told me that will barton um deleted any nuggets affiliation things from his instagram this is the time of year where these types of things happen so when i see it something i didn't look i can't even i didn't even check that because i just don't care i hate those types of things <laughs> but you know if you did get a 40 for barton it'd be they're different players you know maybe you need, you need a 48 can so, can shoot, are the are the nuggets going all in on offense here they're going <laughs> all in on Pazzo and pj like <laughs> no we're going all in on europe let's go miroslav come on let's yeah argentina board. not technically in europe no, yeah, we don't well. care about that. We're not. We're not a show of technicality. Everything that's not uh, the U.S. is Europe, as far as we're concerned. Italian. Um, all right. So the Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, Bay Raptors. The Toronto Raptors will be going to Tampa Bay. You know, I was thinking about this. Um, I bet that they're picking Florida because of the tax implications. Maybe. Well, yeah, maybe. Truly, like when you do, when you work in other states, you are subject to their tax laws. And Florida has some of the friendliest tax laws when it comes to NBA salaries. It's like one of the things they always talk about, like why. Well, like the income tax. Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. And, um, and frankly, the, if you're in Canada, you are subject to the worst. Like the more, more of your check is taken away when you are in, uh, Toronto. So this is sort of like, um, you know, if we can't do it, like, cool. Like, let's go to Tampa and keep more of that cheddar. One idea I kind of liked. Um, that Canadian some... socialism, man. <laughs> One idea I kind of like, like Toronto, if they do have to play in Tampa, their division. Or their, yeah, their division is Boston, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, New York. Like, those guys are nowhere near. You know, that would be really. I, I like this idea. Somebody proposed that the Wizards are currently in the Southeast division for some reason, just because they had to have somebody. If you swapped and put to the Tampa Bay Raptors into the southeast for one year and moved Washington up. It actually makes a lot of sense to me. Well, I don't think it'll happen, though. Um, there but, are so many cooler cities they could have gone to. Like, Seattle would have been sweet. I've never been to Tampa Bay. I can't speak to it. I do know it's the uh, strip club yeah, capital don't of the go. world. What I mean, the sports for. culture isn't exactly yeah, that's true. thriving. No, you don't, you don't go there for culture. Like, this is... I, 
I mean, this is <laughs> geography and tax implications. <laughs> Seattle is like on the other side of the world as far as the rest of that division is concerned. And just if you're going up and down the eastern seaboard, going from New York to Tampa, to I mean, it's not like this. I mean, you know what it's like to cross um, time zones. Like that's what screws NBA players up. That, that's a good point. It is the time zone. It is the time zone thing. The other piece of news here, though, real quick before we move on. <laughs> I know. Adam, you realize everybody's calling you out for bullying us. This uh, drinking game that we came up with is the best thing to ever happen to the rest of us on the show and the worst thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> no way, man. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassing my my bullying. This is a, a wolf's den. Gonna... You're, like, you're like, yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right. Drink again. Yeah. In, uh, in Serbia, Miroslav, do people bully each other? Like friends? Yeah. Yeah, especially friends. Of course. Exactly. That's why I only bully the ones I love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, Harrison, right, so- noticeably unbullied. <laughs> <laughs> Does not love him. That was a bullying through not bullying. Uh, he's, too, he, he's too beautiful to be bullied. <laughs> we talk about guys, Jeremy Grant here tonight. Actually, I should talk about the Bogdanovich thing real quick because I see it in the comments. But, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich, our guy, your guy, Miroslav, he, he uh, reportedly, he, there was that whole fiasco, if, you, if I'll catch up if you didn't hear, but he was part of a sign-in trade that was agreed upon that may or may not have been tampering, and now the league is pissed about where he was going to sign and be traded to the uh the milwaukee bucks which sounds like mm-hmm. a great fit good team he fits on the roster turns out he wasn't consulted about this <laughs> um so he didn't know he was signing a contract and, to, and agreeing to a trade and then now the deal has all fallen apart sham sharania today says at, we see a little pieces of this coming where it's like okay maybe that's not happening today sham says it fell apart it's a, it's it's not happening i love bogdan bogdanovich we talk about like who to add, Evan Fournier, this or that. I love Bogdanovich. I'm not sure he's what the Nuggets need. I, I, I hate that. I think Denver would get 110% out of him because like playing with Jokic would make him the best version of himself. But I still don't know if that's like the right guy. Miroslav, t- talk to me, man. Well, if you if Michael Porter is your third best player, then you don't need Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah. If you have a, a, a better defenders on the wings, of course, then you you can have Bogdan Bogdanovich as a as a flamethrower and a really really good uh, uh, playmaker. When you already have three three guys that are not plus plus defenders in Jokic, Murray, and and. Michael Porter, you really need some something really, really good defense on the, on the uh, two guard position. And uh, Bogdan is really, really tall. That's really good, but you now he he's not a, he's not a, a really plus defender. So I have to agree with that. All right, that's sad. Everybody's gonna be mad at us for saying this. But. Doesn't this feel? But can we just acknowledge the uh, new world in which we live, where when and maybe it's just us. I don't know. But when uh, free agents, although not just us, Fournier, like when free agents are available, they start to mention Denver as a Dude, place no, they no, want to no. come. Like, Composo, are we the Lake? Are we the Lakers? What is yeah, this? No, no, no. Composo, Fournier, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Maybe it's just the yeah. Years, like, like, like in it's... years past, it's like <laughs> in years past, it's like I wonder if we could uh, trick the court of Dwayne Wade to sit on our bench and we could pay him a lot of money to make us feel prestigious that he would even consider us an actual NBA franchise and now it's an embarrassment of riches over here like now it's it's like uh, when you play fantasy football and like when I do anyway you just like scour the um, waiver wire and you're like oh there's a good player there's a good player there's a good player and then you're like oh right I can only have a certain like you can only play a certain number of players like just collect Collecting good players actually doesn't help you when half of them just sit on the bench. Right. Yeah. And I was it's, really happy for Bogdan to, to go to Milwaukee because that was a really
really good position for him because yeah. he is a really a, a, a winning player and, and a winning culture in Milwaukee, at least in, in the regular season, is really good for him because the last three seasons in Sacramento is really bad for such a good, uh, positive player. Uh, I, I think uh, Nemanja, yes, Bjelica, <laughs> Nemanja Bjelica's worst problem was that he was playing for Tim, uh, Tom Thibodeau for three, three years uh, or actually not playing for them because he always played his starters to the ground. Play, playing then, a lot in practice, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. And then he went to Sacramento to win like 25 games every every year. That's really bad. So My, my, my question about the Bogdanovich thing, because, yeah, I don't think he's a realistic option for Denver, is... The Drew Holiday trade uh, potentially in peril. Like, can Milwaukee just or what? What if Giannis is like, oh, you guys couldn't complete the deal for Bogdanovich? How can I trust you? I don't know about that uh, supermax extension anymore. And then Milwaukee's oh like, God. crap, is Giannis going to leave? Do we really want to go through with this trade for Drew Holiday? Because then uh, the Hampton pick is all screwed up and whatnot. Yeah, double be, uh, the house of cards is who's falling. And RJ Hampton's out. The NBA would be oh. so screwed if a deal. Like this happened that have all these ripple effects that were like, yeah, everybody get that to Helmo. Well, actually, go, in what's case. interesting is I think can't the deal be finalized for Hampton? That was a separate deal, so it could theoretically be agreed upon, and then the Drew Holiday one be rescinded, and then but, but one of the New the, Orleans would the be Bucks like pick that went. Yeah, uh, I thought it was originally well, the Bucks pick that went to New Orleans that went to Denver. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because that's right. don't you remember yeah. RJ Hampton's dad like throwing the Bucks hat? Oh, yeah, that's right. From, yeah, from yeah, the yeah, table. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so weird. Um, all right, let's, we got to keep it moving, guys, because I want to get to this brightest timeline thing. But first, Jeremy Grant, that's the really the biggest domino for the Denver Nuggets today. My question, does he get done? Is he a 401 Mountain Time signing today? Meaning, do you think the Nuggets have this thing locked down? And if not... Do you start to get a little nervous if we don't? If it's like four thirty, five o'clock, five thirty, are you starting to sweat a little bit? Me, like, what's going on? What do you think, Harrison? Yeah, I expect this to get done pretty quickly. At me, at least everything I hear, the Nuggets are are supremely confident that they're getting Jeremy Grant back, and the biggest reason why is because Jeremy Grant wants to come back to Denver. So. They're signaling that they have a ton of confidence. Uh, I would be surprised just, you know, based on what kind of they've been projecting if it doesn't get done really quickly once kind of the, the period opens. You get in line, Jeremy. This is the new hot spot. We got Bogdanovich <laughs> to consider, Evan Fournier. We've got the pick of the litter. So I hope that uh, you're ready to give us a friendly deal. <laughs> the only reason I can't imagine this is done right away is because one of these teams sent him that $18, $20 million offer and he's considering playing for a lower tier team for that much money um because otherwise you'd have to assume that he and denver have some sort of framework in place here there is there is mutual interest so i really do think that question is going to be is do i take the bag which is a number denver just shouldn't match to be honest right. or do i go right where i've wanted to go this entire time um, uh, Kale, pull up our the, the graphic you made here because I want to look at now talking about Jeremy, talking about RJ Hampton, and just talking about what the Nuggets' brightest time, new brightest timeline is. Because even just texting around and talking to people, RJ Hampton has a lot of upside, and it, it's exciting to kind of talk about him now. And as you get into roster construction, oh, I see you made a bunch of Jokic's. Okay, all right, that that's is, actually that exactly is, that's exactly how I would construct my team. That is the brightest timeline. Is just yeah, like I'll just right we're, possible. Yeah, very. <laughs> deep on Jokic's. Let's start to fill this out. Obviously, Jamal Murray is your <clears throat> starting point guard. I think right now we have um, – if, if, 
if we just look at it, uh, Gary Harris is the starting shooting guard, I think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'd say Number that's three, accurate. Michael Porter Jr. Um, is, is your starting small forward, I believe. I, I mean, I can't imagine. the Actually, I can't Brightest imagine. Brightest timeline? This isn't Brett's timeline just yet. Oh, this, this is, is just, we're just uh, we're just placing some things here. So we have Jeremy Grant. Let's pencil him in. He's not in yet, but Jeremy Grant. We we really hope Jokic. You can leave that one. You you got one right there. And then back up, we got Monte. Yep, still pencil in Monte. Still pencil in Monte. Back up. We hope for the shooting guard spot would be uh, Will Barton. I think is mm-hmm. a, is a good fit. You can just hide that that backup small forward right now. Cause that's one of the questions I think for the nuggets, they have a third string small forward, but not a backup. If you go to the power forward spot, kind of the same thing. I don't, what do you guys think here? What's the depth chart looking like at the moment? Do we, do we know this, this backup power forward yet? Well, uh, we would need to know if Paul Millsap question mark comes back. Yeah. Like with MPJ and Grant just being slotted into the starting role is a little more seismic than I feel like we gave it credence. Like, isn't when you uh, start to look at it, you're saying, well, shouldn't Millsap be the starting forward? And and Gr- I mean, that's what it was. was a handoff, man. Yeah, this was thrill was the starting there. starting three. I mean, we don't even know. We've not I, seen functional MPJ and functional thrill in under control of Michael Malone at the same time. Like, thrill could easily be the, the number three. Actually, I like this comment here because I've been thinking about this and I haven't heard it too yeah. much. Let's put PJ Doe as the backup two and Will Barton as the backup three. I mean, yep. Will Barton was the starting three, so we know he can play the three. PJ Dozier maybe slots into. I think that's it. The, the Dozier Monte Morris duo works. It, it works. I, I agree. Like on I offense, agree. it works. On defense, it, it works. Barton on. as a third part of there is a little a little weird, but okay. What you were going to say oh. about? Well, I was just going to say, are we sure it wouldn't be Composite? But I don't know how well, I mean, many liberties we're taking. Yeah, yeah. According, according to Miroslav here, he's, he's, he's hinting at yes. I think well, we should, we... for the purpose of this, I think we should slot Paul Millsap in, in somewhere. Because... Yeah, he's, he's a back of four. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, I mean, we'll see. I, I do think he's probably coming back, but I don't know if he's going to be a 401 signing today. I mean, yeah, I, 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 would, I would be surprised if he's a 401 signing. I think, I he, think might, he might be like a uh, Monday, a weekend Tuesday. signing. Yeah. Mm. yeah, right. And yeah, then and yeah, now this is is this bowl? Is mm. this plum? This is, is, this, is this Flatco? Is this uh, if is we this assume Zeke if Nagy. we assume the top nine is that this we're Zeke looking Nagy? at right now? Man, does Zeke pass up Bull Bull? Wow. Um, maybe he does. I don't know. If we Zeke might be more this, ready to play. I mean. <laughs> I love how we're so skeptical of Bull. I don't get it. He's awesome. Um, let's slot Bull in there. Let's, let's slot Bull. And then let's put Zeke behind that, I guess. Yeah. Um, he, he, he might, Michael Malone's not going to give substantive playing time to a rookie. I feel like he's he's too yeah. old school that way. I, I would switch. I would switch meals up and ball. To be honest, with ball yeah, yeah, more and meals yeah, up on yeah. five. Yeah, I actually, I actually can see that that quite a bit. Oh, what's what's going on here? No, I'm moving it up. What on? Earth we'll do it happening? live. It's we'll fine. do it live. So then you just go back to the guard spots and you have okay, Compazzo is your third string point guard. Maybe I mean we're we're making an assumption here. Maybe we shouldn't be. And then um, that Marcus Howard is your fourth string. So you roll really five deep with point guards, which is strange because Dozier is really a point guard, but we're playing him at the two. Um, you run five deep there. Are there any other players? Tory Craig, maybe. 
You remember Keita Bates Diop? Keita Bates Diop and Noah Vonley, the other two players on this team. Third string, the third string small forward. So you could fill those in, Kill. Kill really behind here, man. We're like five spots behind right now. What's going on here? Straight bowling. Maybe two. Maybe two. Well, as you so as you look at this, man, this is almost a full roster. I mean, we're looking at what. 15, uh, yeah, 15 players, I believe. You got Bull Bull on the two-way, Marcus on the two-way. Not really a whole lot of roster, not a lot of yep. spots here if we assume yeah, Jeremy we Grant, we assume Paul Millsap. We still don't even have Vlatko or uh, Noah Vonley on this graphic. That's a lot. Oh, Vlatko. <laughs> crap. Is Vlatko? Uh, and we don't have Kyle Hampton on this graphic. So we don't yeah, have RJ Hampton. Oh, my God. RJ Hampton is filled. That's what I'm saying. We're just like. Take off Tori. He's out. I can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're just getting, like, we're just grabbing every player. And then we have to be like, oh, right. Like, there's only five. Only five. Five of these guys can be on the court at any given time. Man, this is you start to look at this and you think there's really just not a lot of roster spots. I mean, I think I, I, d- I do see bad. a big hole. I mean, I do see a big hole in the front court. It doesn't it seem like they're going to need another four or five here. I mean, if you're rolling into training camp with your top three bigs as Jeremy Grant, who played the three the entire playoffs, pretty much. Jokic and Paul Millsap, and then your next big up after that is either Bowl or a rookie Zeke Naji, and Bowl's also going to be a rookie. I feel like there's definite space for a, a veteran type big man now. So here's it's the double edged sword that uh, the Nuggets have placed themselves into that I think is tough, and that is that yes, you're right that the Nuggets are in position right now to possibly rely on either Bull Bull or Zeke Naji or both. Or you bring in somebody, and then what are we doing with Bobo the second year? He's just not playing. I mean, then he's so buried that he's not even playing at all. So I think it's a real tough decision for for Tim Conley this offseason. Imagine how difficult it would be to actually physically bury Bobo. It would be a lot of digging. That was really dark. (laughs) It's like a lot of digging. Wow. Kale, can you take off the extra yoke? It's kind of confusing to look at with all these these extra. Hey, we've we've got an HP bomb. Matt oh, wow. Moore, as of oh, now, man. with the caveat that it's not a done deal, I am expecting Jeremy Grant to be back in Denver. Right now. Oh. Not really, but it's not really an announcement. But yeah, it's nice though. It's nice to hear. He um, probably wouldn't put himself out like, there saying that if he didn't feel strongly like it was going to happen. Is what I would say. Yeah, man, you look at the. I mean, we re- so this is all guys that you assume. I mean, Dad is Paul Millsap is the one guy down there. It's listed as Dad. He's the one guy that maybe is not back. But outside mm-hmm. of that, man. That's a pretty full. That's a pretty full roster. Yeah, Plumley not even mentioned. So we just just a full. I think he's gone. I think he's probably gone. We're we're foregoing our conclusions here. So Campazzo is on there as well, which would mean five, ten, fifteen. There's room for two more guys. I mean, we haven't put Campazzo on there, but we can assume it. And actually, we don't because the fourth string you can actually add this one in. This one will be there. Is uh, well, Marcus Howard. So really, just room for one more guy. Yeah, there's really wow. I mean, again, assuming Millsap is back, you're only talking about one more player. That's a, I mean, that's tough. You either so this to me means you either go in with like Will Barton and Dozier committed. You're basically committed to playing those guys as backup two and three, or you go into a trade, or you go into a power forward or center. So Denver, I think, I, I think this free agency actually gets interesting. This might be the team. And a, and a tough thing if you're the Nuggets looking to add a free agent to fill this last spot. <laughs> 
this is probably not going to be a young up and coming guy who's like looking to establish himself in the league. This to me reads as a veteran player who's gotten paid before, who wants to kind of just be on a contender because whoever this guy is, if it's going to be a front court player, he's probably, you know, not getting more than 10 minutes a game. Uh, So it's got to be a very specific type of of veteran big, just in my opinion. Could it just be Noah Vonley? Like, could they just give him? They could. I I, I legitimately think Noah Vonley has value. I know you just laugh at me every time. I mean, it's not, I mean, whether he does or doesn't, he may just be that exact type of dude. It's like, look, you need a person on the end of the bench. He's a body. If he had to play, it's not a disaster. In some ways, he could almost be perfect because you're right. You could, you like have at least a baseline. Maybe it's not great, but you have a baseline. So if like Bowl and Zeke are just a disaster, that allows you a season to be like, okay, he's going to work for two months while we figure out what to do here. And um, precisely. That could be it. Well, let's take another break. So this is keep this up um, because this will be our this is where the Nuggets are now. But now we can start to talk about all these pieces. Maybe we don't see them right now. But what happens? What is the brightest timeline? We'll close out by talking about that here in just a second. Yeah, week 10 of football is in the books, guys. It's time to review the tape and get ready for week 11. There's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. So to add to the excitement of week 11, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their canvas offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook, head to the App Store now. You don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users, all new users, the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. I need a good week at DraftKings, man. I need a good week. Rough one. You gotta listen Rough to Andre, man. Week. I know. I should have. I listened to him on the, the tailgate, though, and he didn't exactly up. come through for me. Clean it up. Oh. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using the promo code DNVR. If football isn't for you, always tons of stuff to bet on with DraftKings. They're giving all MMA fans who sign up now the chance to triple their winnings on any any bet placed on UFC 255. So check that out as well. Uh, make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. It's code DNVR to get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And um, also, guys, like buying a home is is a huge deal. I think, I hope I'm going to be buying a house here in Colorado in the next couple of years. I have no idea where to start. I don't know what that process looks like. I don't know like the ins and outs of that deal. It's it's so complicated. Uh, but Mike and Virginia Chevalier at Chevalier Mortgage, they've got you covered. They've been in the business forever. They're not only diehard Broncos fans, they're proud CSU alums. They've supported DNVR for a long time as members. They are a husband and wife team with over 15 years of financial services experience. Um, They can save you hundreds a month and thousands of dollars in interest over the life of a loan. Who doesn't want to save money, especially right now? These guys can help you find out if you're able to reduce or even eliminate your current mortgage insurance premiums. So they know everything there is to know about mortgage deals and if you're looking to buy a house. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. 
When you do, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options at dnvrmortgage.com. <laughs> Scott, hey, so I'm laughing because the comments coming in are pretty good. They're cracking me up today. Yeah, dude. Wouldn't that be amazing if he just was like, Foku! And you're like, what did you say? Like, <laughs> I feel like Hastings will definitely put a little. We, we didn't get Foku, but we got Foku. Oh, Foku. Like it. There it is. What if Foku, what Foku, if Foku yeah. goes ham on Poku? I mean, that would just be right. the greatest thing I ever saw. I don't know what that, what that would look like a 5'11 guy going ham on a set. He'd probably, probably make it up to the base part of his neck, obviously not to the top of it. Uh, all right, so let's pull it back up now. The brightest timeline. Nope. <laughs> Pull it back up here. All right, guys, let's get a little. Let's get a little, Let's have a little bit of fun. Here's what I like. Vote. We started this idea, this uh, uh, hot takes, hot boxing and hot takes idea, right? Where we would look at the Nuggets. This was five years ago, and we'd say, you know what? Think maybe four years ago. I think the Nuggets. I think Jokic is actually a superstar. Like I remember when Jokic started getting sl- slotted into a top twenty player because I was like, I was there, I was there early. I know you, we were all there early. And finally, when people are like, you know what, Jokic is probably a top twenty player. And now, you know, top ten player. Now it's definitive. And what I love is we then we started saying, what if Jamal hits guys? Like, what if he actually is this great version of him? Well, guess what? We're two for two, baby. Whoa. We're two for two on the brightest time. We lock. We now talked it's just about like MPJ. Yeah, exactly. give it to me, baby. <laughs> Can't so, get enough. Did you? Did, was that? Was that an MPJ? That was nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that well done. So Michael Porter Jr. would be the next in line. We've seen the flashes. I mean, like it's not great. We're not. This isn't us saying like, what if PJ Dozier becomes, you know, Steve Nash? Like, no. This is Michael Porter. We see it. It's possible, but we we can't we can't check that box yet because we we don't know for sure if if Michael Porter Jr. is that. We think so. He's definitely part of the, the brightest timeline. And I actually think. Tell me if I'm wrong, Miroslav. I think that Michael Porter Jr. is the only member that you would call other than Jokic and Murray that I think moves into a, a sort of like core, you know, like, okay, that's, that, that's the three. Do you, it, when we get past that, we start to get into, I think bull bull and maybe even RJ Hampton, but those guys to me are the definitive four five. And I would have a hard time thinking those aren't the four five. The top three can go in any kind of order. Still, there's still like some, some opportunity there. Do you see it that way? Yeah. Well, if you asked me this a month ago, I would say absolutely not, because I have to be completely honest. Everybody watching Denver from Serbia is really low on Michael Porter comparing to everybody in the U.S. Oh, wow. But, Interesting. but this, this thing changed for me. Yeah, this is just because he's a 22-year-old guy who yeah, has yeah. no idea what to do on defense, where to stand, right. has uh, his teammates <laughs> pushing him to the position, which is completely, uh, you know, it, it's not acceptable in Europe at all right but after after that we had a really nice chat with Ognjen Stojakovic on our uh, Nuggets Serbia podcast and we asked him about this not particular nothing particular uh, uh, about the Michael Porter what we wanted to know is because we know in Serbia at the age of 16 you start training really hard into all the basketball fundamentals you know it's it's for the whole europe really and in the us you get real real uh, proper training when the guys go to the 
college, which is 18 year old, you know, yeah. and this, this gap is actually what, what gives us hope that Michael Porter, not knowing uh, what to do at every point of the game at the age of 22 is not too bad because, you know, right. he started right. later comparing to Serbian guys. And also uh, he had, you know, uh, two years of not playing uh, as well. So uh, basically, he put me, you know, to rest about this. Uh, I, I'm feeling much more confident about Michael Porter uh, after talking to him because, mm. you know, you you can have that window of four years of really hard training on everybody, and uh, uh, in, in just in Europe it starts earlier than in, in the U.S. And that's the for only sure. difference for us mentally to for us to accept a 22-year-old guy. Because, you know, we had Predrag Danilovic playing in the national team at the age of 20. Vlade Divac was playing at the national team at the age of 18. And those guys were almost finished products back then. And it's it's different in the U.S. And I'm not saying which which uh, uh, type of development is better. It's just different kinds of, uh, uh, different kinds of um, uh, thinking about it. And uh, uh, I'm guessing the NBA development uh, proved that it's, it's the best in the world. So... No, no worries there anymore. I mean, it just seems to me, Marislav, that, you know, this is, of course, so broad, but like generally speaking, there's an approach to sport, like a European approach to sport that's just more sort of faceless army, um, the beautiful game, whether that may be in, in football or basketball and whatever that, however that translates across sport to sport. And as you try to talk to Jokic and whenever he talks about playing the right way, that's kind of what he means, right? Being in the right spot, staying active, moving off ball. And it just feels like it's generally speaking, um, it's like, can we... Can we become something that that's greater than the sum of our parts as a team in, in an almost different way? It's just a different approach to me. Does that seem accurate to you? Yeah, you see, that's the, that's the thing. You you say in Europe we are trying to 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 get uh, you know a, a very. Um, What's the word? Cohesive team? unit. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the real real team, not the stars. Yeah, teams teams uh, more than individuals. Yeah. And in the US, I mean, in the NBA, not in the US, but in the NBA, you Jeez. have the, the star-fueled teams, you know, which, which of course, proves a really good concept in the NBA. But listen, guys, when you go to the FIBA World Cup, when you go to the Olympics, that individual star uh, uh, goes to goes to shatters. You really need all of them. LeBron, you know, you need AD, you need everybody on the US team in order to, to win a gold medal against right. real teams. I know, because there's, no, there's teams, no such thing as star calls in, in international basketball. Like, you can't just yeah. be James Harden and just be touched and then go to the line or LeBron James you can't complain to the international referees and get more and more calls at the end of the game so here's the thing because I think we all agree with you Maris I mean look it's very easy to see Michael Porter has I think natural sort of instincts that are not necessarily team friendly I mean he's he, he wants to score and we've all known this and we all know that one the most popular avenue for it not to work out for Michael Porter outside of an injury is he just never gets it he's a full-on Carmelo Anthony that's like here and he's so good that you just tolerate it but you're always like dude this dude just never gets it we get that I think when we all look our hope and maybe we're more hopeful than you guys are and maybe you're becoming more hopeful after talking to Ogie but we're hopeful that Michael Porter is going to grow out of this that it, it, that he's going to learn he's had the two years off and all this and and that you just get a little bit humbled in the NBA it sounds like you're just so much less confident that that, that can happen 
Well, uh, honestly, I'm much more confident than I was, as I said, a month ago. Uh, after after all that, what what Augie told us uh, that the natural talent of Michael Porter is completely off the charts. Oh, it's, it's completely. I mean, it's, it's just like crazy. You can't overstate it. Like he is one of those guys. See, He's that's the thing. That you really clock. can't overstate yeah. it. And that's the thing that gets frustrating almost talking to other people. Is it's like, no, guys, no, he's not like kind of good. He's not he's not Brandon Ingram. Like this guy is an unguardable six foot eleven super scorer. And that that's part of it. But you are right. Your concern is, I mean, we all know that concern. I think we just diminish it a little bit more. And maybe it's cultural. Like part of this yeah. is maybe like this the American mind frame where we just assume right. 19-year-olds are all like selfish and think they're better than they actually you see, are. Stars stars brings revenue to the teams, and you know, it's a money, money-driven yeah. league. And this sure. is why the stars are always, always uh, in the in the first line of of, of uh, every article. But uh, uh, when you have the team, like when you have the the Spurs that won five titles. That wasn't a star-driven team. They had the the you know very low key star in in Tim Duncan and and all the other guys were just playing the right way. So uh, I think Denver's better chance of winning a title is playing the right way than playing with a bunch of. You know, uh, let's let's get James Harden and try to win. Well, sure, James Harden is an extreme here. I think Michael Porter can. I still think he can be saved, brought into the Nuggets culture fully. I think the same with Bull Bull, and I think I mean R.J. Hampton. We still have to like get to know this guy or or whatever. But that's part of what's. I put this in our article today up on the DNVR.com. This is the picture I'm painting for myself. The Murray Jokic two man game is just great. You throw. (laughs) I put Grant in this, but let's just go. Let's let's have some fun here. You put Bull on that strong side quarter as a floor space. You put Michael Porter on the weak side quarter as a floor spacer, and you run a pick and roll on the right side with Murray and Jokic. You know, Murray turns the corner. He's got all this paint. He can attack and get a wide open layup. Or defense rotates over. You pass it back to Jokic. He's in the paint for the little floater. It's a bucket. Or defense rotates over. And if you just think about the backside, what I always talk about with the Nuggets is that first action is so great. It's Murray and, and and Jokic, and it's just unguardable, right? You have to react to it. If you go into the weak side now is Michael Porter in one corner and R.J. Hampton on the wing, R.J. Hampton might be the single best prospect and very quickly can become the single best player in the NBA at that hard back cut because he's so fast. You know, when you turn the ball, this is usually Gary Harris, when you turn the, and he looks like he takes one step like he's going to get the handoff and then quick back door. R.J. Hampton is so fast at this. Like he's just, this is how he gets half of his buckets or he catches the ball. If you do sag off of him because he's not the best shooter just yet, if you sag off of him and then trail that screen, he's so fast at catching that ball in the handoff and going full speed towards the paint. It's just, that's his skill set and I love it because it fits so perfectly. You get a breakdown with the Jokic-Murray pick and roll. You get spacing with Bol Bol and, and Michael Porter. And as you go to that secondary action where he becomes a secondary ball handler, a secondary guard, if he hands it off, I think he's a really good passer. I mean, this is one of his skill sets is he's – a lot of times you get these fast guards and you, they're like uh, – you know, you think they're selfish. He's got like some Westbrook in him where he's very – he actually reads the court really well on, on the pick and roll. So if he's a secondary ball handler, it works great. But if you just have to collapse on that speed and then you have the Michael Porter handoff, to me, I look at it and I go, these skill sets kind of match if 
RJ Hampton can become a better shooter. Bull Bull can be a defender. Right now, he's just not a defender. Can he be? I don't know. But if he can be, perfect. It's actually a perfect starting five that you have with these guys. And I'm I'm looking at everybody's facial expressions right now. And that's and I'm sitting here trying to telling you that the brightest timeline is like actually brighter. The one spot we didn't have was the shooting guard spot when we talked about yeah. a bright, bright brightest timeline. I think RJ Hampton. While I, do, I think his ceiling is lower than all those other four guys, it actually what he is good at is actually perfect for what yeah. the Denver Nuggets are good at. Oh, I really sure expected way more enthusiasm in sure this like, conversation. <laughs> like, I don't, I just don't know what to do here. Uh, Adam, you're, Adam, you're on absolute fire today. It's uh, Yes, I think that that's obviously what the front office saw. We were allowing your, your speech, your soliloquy. I don't, are you supposed to jump in? We don't know when you're done. Yes, <laughs> we it agree. Long, yeah. You suck the wind out of the, out of the stream and they get mad that we can't breathe. I wrote this in the roundtable on RJ Hampton today before we even talk about the fit and all of that this is a a premier athlete which is something that they still lack and we're all so deep in the weeds of like armchair gming can they pick up killian tilly undrafted like all that kind of stuff sometimes you got to pull yourself back